All right, welcome to Tony and Friends Show, podcast talking about things spiritual, things about application, things about ministry, and today I'm super excited about our topic, signs that show that your youth ministry will fail. I know that's a tough topic. That's a tough topic. That's a tough idea. That's about the ideas of making sure we're doing the best we can in the work of the ministry. And not only are we going to see why youth ministry could fail, but also how to fix that. How to fix that so we don't have to stay stuck in that area. We're on here, man. I am excited. And I'm, we're ready to get the word today. We got a great topic today. And this topic going to blow your mind. And today we're also got our... Deacon Colin Lamont, he's with us today. Man, it's just a pleasure to be here today, man, talking about, you know, how good God is. This is an important subject, subject that I think a lot of people don't want to acknowledge and address. But whatever comes easiest, we, we try to pursue and make that our, quote, criteria of success. What is your criteria of success for ministry? And for youth ministry, that's an important question to ask yourself. What is your criteria of success? Number one, dumb down the gospel. So what that means is some people employ attractive phrases such as, since I've known Jesus, I'm happy. Uh, Getting and captain of the football team. Since I've known Jesus, I'm captain of the football team. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Really? I mean, you know, I mean, come on now. Is knowing Jesus going to make you the captain of whatever you're trying to do? You know, Jesus is going to make you do or have nothing to do with spirituality, man. If you're a captain of the football team, that means God let you there. Praise God you're there. But, you know, to, to use that. <laughs> or even better, reduce the complexity of the gospel. This is still need point one of dumbing down the gospel. Into group cheers. Give me an, a J or simple worship choruses such as God is so good, blah, blah. Or even better, try out some hip slang. God is uh, hot. Uh, God is um, fat. Jesus is hottie. Now, listen, I'm all about singing songs and having fun. And I'm all about making sure the young people in our youth group are, you know, letting out energy and doing great things. But listen, we can fall into the trap of making this the criteria of successful youth ministry when this is just really, first of all, we need to be careful we don't bring God down on a on a carnal level, God is fat, Jesus is hottie. There's no place for that in the ministry. Mm-mm. You know what I mean, Pat? I mean, it's, it's very, and Colin can attest that. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a comment on that. But people use activity now or use things. We cannot use God, you know, use activity and, and other things and think those things going to lead us to a spirituality or going to better our life spiritually. Now, you can use those. Sometimes you use illustration or things that God has blessed us with. You can use those to glorify God, but you can't use those activities, you know, and that's the reason people come to Jesus Christ or that's going to bring a whole bunch of people. You, you understand where I'm coming from? Uh, from a I standpoint, am. God give us the talent, mm-hmm. okay? But he doesn't use the talent that he's given us for us to use it for our own glory and say that's going to bring a lot of people. It's, it's, it's going to bring glory, you know? No, it's not, you know? We should use our talent to reach people, but we shouldn't use our talent in saying that, hey, because we have this talent, God's going to make this happen. No, it doesn't work that way. And that sometimes they are using the ministry, you know, as something just to keep t- young young people busy, just to keep them out of trouble. But the 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 main focus should be in a youth ministry is to have you know a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, mm-hmm. and and a lot of times people like Tony say, you know, uh, dumb down the gospel just to um to a plea. Really don't know Christ, you know, and try to draw them in that way. But you know. 
you know, God is the one who does the work. So, you know, you got to bring them in and keep the true gospel going. Count, know. period. Counting is actually, there's two sides to that coin. Number one, we want to keep stats and numbers. We want to count because people count. Yep. But we don't want to make counting and stats and numbers the criteria of what a successful youth ministry is. So some people <laughs> exploit the idea of counting, constantly make everyone aware of your group's attendance figures and the increases in attendance, make numbers an issue by setting attendance goals for each activity and reward the group for reaching those goals. Spend lots of times throwing pies at the leaders if the goals are reached. So really, when we think about this, if counting numbers is the criteria of success, then the Mormon Tabernacle Church and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir would be one of the most successful choirs there is and, and successful yeah. ministries there is. And some people may say, well, it is. Well, I happen to believe Mormonism is a deceptive uh, practice of, quote, religion, even underneath the heading of Christianity. Um, but numbers don't make their ministry, right? They, the yeah. Tibetan monks. I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of them are there in uh, Mongolia and Tibet? You know, and that doesn't mean they're right. Numbers counting is always a faulty path that people fall into when they think this is a good way of making their ministry known. Pat, what do you think? I, I agree with that because you, you don't focus on number. You focus, it's all about the heart, man. You focus on people, all right? Uh, people focus on numbers because they want everybody to say, hey, look, look, how many people came into our church today? Look, look, because of this, all these people came. No, it's not about numbers. It's about reaching out one soul. That one, you can you can bring a bunch of people in your church, Tony. It doesn't mean all those people are going to receive the gospel. Yeah, you are so right. You know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of like like uh, Tony, you know, you know, and Pat just said, you know, a lot of people always think that the number you got a large number, but you know, we always weigh the number by the relationship that we have with Christ. The Bible does say things about numbers. It says where two or three are gathered in my name. Yeah, they are. The numbers are important. Okay, we know numbers are important, but it's not this deciding factor of what criteria of success is. Jesus said in Matthew 19, where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst of them. Did it say thousands? <laughs> yeah, no. Did it say hundreds, uh, uh, Colin? Not even two 10 or, or 20. Not even 10 yeah. or 20. You know? It's just a, it's a one, two or three. Come on, man. That's simple. That's simple. <laughs> They spend lots of time some pies at the leaders if goals are reached. Or they dunk them in the yeah. water tank. You know, yeah. or they do something crazy. Listen, I'm all about fun. I'm not like a wet towel. But we got to be careful that we don't abuse the ideas of numbers creates success. We got to stay away from that. And also, Tony, we don't want to uh, take the credit yes. when God mm -hmm. does the work. You yeah. know, you, you, know yeah. you don't want to, uh, you know, Praise yourself or pump up yourself saying, man, I draw all these numbers. Look at how good I am. I get all these kids here. You know, no, God is the one that do the drawing. He used us to plant the seed, and that's all we do. This one right. is very interesting. Put your students on display. A lot of people say, whoa, 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 that's what we do. As soon as kids become Christians, rededicate their lives or show real growth, put them in front of the group and have them share their testimonies, especially if they're physically attractive. Oh, physically attractive. Mm -hmm. Let young people talk about their faith as much as possible and don't worry about the fact that most young people have no clue how complicated and rough the real world is with or without Jesus. All right, so this is a two-sided coin, right? Because on one side of the coin, we'd like our young people to share testimonies. We'd like them to talk about those things. 
we like them to be able to show how much the Lord means to them. Mm -hmm. But if you find that your ministry is picking out the captain of the football team, the leader of the cheerleader squad, or the person that, you know, maybe they come from an influential background of some sort from family or maybe even their own selves. And this is the type of people that are coming before their other peers. Then we have a we have an imbalance of a monopolizing of to be able to speak and share your testimony in front of others. You have to have my kind of criteria. You got to bring up, you know who they need to bring up? They need to bring up young people that are really struggling. Yo, and oh, they talk man. about the real world and, and uh, you know, and how they messed up. Not mm -hmm. how they, you know, made success. This is a tough one, but we can use this and we can be out of balance on this. Or we could use this to have a successful ministry. And like uh, Tony just, you know, talk about that. It's always good to have someone that you know, go to a struggle to give a testimony, then you pick someone because that person is attractive or this person, you know, look good. He's on the football. He's a captain of the football team because we know from Bible scripture that God does not look on the physical appearance, but works from within the heart, you know, and that's how God's work. And we, we always have to go, you know, by the example of, of what the Bible state and how God works. You know, we know that God does not favor you know, good looking or, you know, attractive or your status, you know, God look for the heart. Uh, the Bible says, turn up the child of where he should go when he is or he will not depart from it. Right. So it's up to the leaders too in these churches or youth leaders, you know, to recognize these things because, you know, um, who did Jesus really go to when he was doing his ministry? He didn't go to the wealthy, right? He didn't go look for the most popular, most good looking. He did fishers, man, man, mm -hmm. tax collectors. Mm -hmm. So there's a perfect example here, Tony, that you're saying that, you know, we should bring up people that really, you know what I've noticed? People that really struggle, go through a struggle in their life, when they become saved, they, they're on fire for God. Yeah. It's not the people that, that bent knowing God since they were like, you know, two or three years old, mm -hmm. or they've been preaching the gospel since they were, you know, uh, 10 years old, or grew up in church and they take the Bible every day, or they're popular in in school, everybody know they're they're that the reverend kid or something. It's the kid that struggles, you know, that come and give a testimony. Uh, and yeah, so um, in my life, I think my youth pastor did a great job. It when they call me to give a testimony, it's not about sports or about my accomplishment. It was always about give your testimony about your life, how you impacted, how, how you can use those talents to impact other people. That's that's what they aim at, you know, yeah. using my talent to impact people instead of using my talent. And put him in a pedestal and say, "Oh, look what God did for me." No, look what God is doing in my life through yeah. what you know through my talents. So I work a lot of youth in the inner city, and from time to time, I'll have young people come and they'll express to me how much they really like our youth ministry and what the Lord is speaking to their heart about. And uh, I'll ask them to give a testimony here and there, then a young person's testimony that. It's just struggling in the city, struggling with problems all around them. They don't own a dollar to their name. They're on their last pair of shoes, and they just talk about how much the Lord loves them and how grateful they are that they could be in a little ministry or a little church and how much Jesus means to them. Remember, when, you, when you're in want, depend on him. 
you know, you always have a better testimony because sometimes you don't know how you're going to get through the day, but you remember that God pulled you through it. You know, mm -hmm. somebody that was uh, maybe sick, you know, and need healing mm -hmm. and you go through that and know that God had healed you before. So when you're sick again, you know that he did it before he can do it again. And, you know, talk about Jamaica. Jamaica is a beautiful country, but we have a lot of uh, neighborhood that struggle, you know, um, mm -hmm. in Kingston, you know, a lot of gang violence, a lot of, a lot of killing, a lot of, you know, so mm -hmm. you, you, so you have to survive through those, you know, in those neighborhood and you survive just by the grace of God. Uh, mm -hmm. A good testimony is always something that, you know, when you, you go through in life mm -hmm. where you can relate and know that if it, it was for all, it's only the, only the purpose of God while you're still here mm -hmm. are, are so many times when you thought that you couldn't, you could never make it. Yeah. And God brought you through. Read right. about that, but it says, don't allow downtime. So obviously this is a satirical statement. Okay. Now youth ministries just fill young people's lives and young people's lives get filled with just, I got to go from this activity to that activity. And even in the youth ministry, we fall into the trap of saying it's got to be an activity based idea in our ministry with youth. Kids today are busy kids, silent solitude, prayer, meditation, fasting, all totally lame in the eyes of this generation. And uh, keep them busy, active, noisy, and shouting from one Christian rock concert to another. And uh, fill every moment of your program with something to do. Otherwise, you'll lose their attention. I know that's a tough one because we love activities. And um, activities are important. Some ministries have the opposite. They don't have any activities. But, you know, if we're trying to be successful in youth ministry... If we think that no prayer time, no meditation, no fasting, none of this silence and solitude is, is a successful thing for ministry, we're missing the point of what it means to be a Christian. I know it's I know that's hard, but that's really where we're at right now. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. Activities are important, Tony, especially when you're dealing with young people. You know, you don't want to bore them, but at the same time, activities shouldn't be the focus point of the message, or shouldn't be the focus point of that youth group. You know, activities mm -hmm. are important. You know, you want to keep them busy. So this is what I used to do. Just start with games. We play a lot of games to get our, you know. Right, yeah, you know doing that. Yeah. yeah, you know you're doing chapel. Or you're doing chapel. You, I need you to throw candy. Get the kids all hyped. Sure. And then settle them. And then now they're, they're, you got their attention. You can use those things. Sure. Like that. Sure. But you can't go all out. But it can be, you can't have 20 games over five hours and have the message, 10 minutes of message. message. <laughs> yeah, that is so that is so right. That is so right. You know, we want to keep Christ as the focus point at all time. It's good to have some activity, but the main reason is there is for soul for Christ. And uh, you know, the, the the hard part about the ministry, like uh Tony said sometimes, even for an adult, you know, the fasting and the and uh the meditation, you know, that we need to to have uh, you know, even in these uh youth ministry, we gotta we gotta direct them in the right path, you know, to have that relationship with God and uh and um, once we get there and, and overdo the activities, you know, and, and they think it's just they come there to just have fun, you know, when uh, you're really there to uh, to get the message right. you know, right. from right. the Lord. Yeah, we're on number five. Well, stay on the technological cutting edge. Mm. What would Jesus do, Pat? Are you kidding? Jesus would have the best sound system ever. You ever well, you heard. Could, you have, you know, and that, and that you know. Some ministries uh, think that. Along with the DVD player, the internet, instant messaging, the coolest website, and a digital TV, show your kids that when it comes to the latest technological, Christians are right on, right there. You know, and it, 
it's crazy, but that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's oh. happening. And we've, 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 we've pursued the wrong journey. We've, we've, pursu we've pursued the idea of technology is the success of our ministry. And brother, it's always going to lead us down the wrong path. Always. It's always going to lead us down yep. the wrong path. If we build this to be what is called, quote, criteria of success. Yeah, you you go into some churches, man. You you step into church, man. The sound system is clear. You know they got these flat screen TVs everywhere. They have their their you know the piano person. You know the piano is like gold. You know they have like you said all these technology and and, and stuff they have. But you got to remember this. People got to remember this. All those things that we're not saying it's bad things to have. Right. It can't be the focal point. People yeah. need to step into church and feel God's love. People need to step into church and feel. You know, worship time and to feel God, you know, uh, during worship time. Not looking at, hey, man, look at this, this technology. Look at all these things we can, we can provide for uh, the people. That, that's awesome. Nobody, you know, God can bless churches with those things. But it can be, once again, it cannot be the focus point of, you know, that church. It should be all about people. Yeah, it's, all, it's always good to have, you know, you know, we're trying to do the best for Christ. You know, we want to make sure, you know, we are... You know, we're we're doing the best for him, but we can't lose focus that, you know, you can't impress God. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't impress God. You know, that's a good point there, brother. You can't <laughs> impress God. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, Jesus Christ was born in a manger, you know, and, and that's bottom line, man. <laughs> in a lonely manger. A lonely manger, you know. And uh Wherever, you know, wherever the church is, man, you know, you don't have to have all that stuff. God is there, you know, and uh, he's going to show up. Even if you don't have those 50 inch, 100 inch TV, you know, he's going to be there. You don't have to have Apple TV. You don't have 100 to inch. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, it's a, he's an Apple. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have Apple TV, man. You know, God is going to show up.